is the city that started it all. It's a beautiful day. What a priceless goal that could prove to be. He's going to unleash one. Oh! Sheffield Wednesday celebrate. Billy Sharp, you do not leave that man unmarked in the box. Sheffield United have the lead. the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum. A very good evening to you. Welcome along to Thursday Night's Football Forum here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music as well. It's the 4th of March and uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Joseph Hadfield and I'm here to guide you through the latest action. Josh Chapman and Connor Thorpe providing the analysis as always. Evening, fellas. Good evening. Good evening. After uh, a very poor evening last night. Indeed, we'll talk more on that in a minute. It's the show where we discuss the Blades and the Owls and there's all the big talking points as well. Now we're back once more for our midweek reviews as we focus on the Steel City and we take half an hour out of your evening for the blue half of Sheffield as we look back at Wednesday night's game in this Sheffield Wednesday midweek review. So coming up, Ladapo leaves it late to hand Wednesday a derby defeat double. The Owls with a 97th minute sucker punch, losing 2-1 against local rivals Dotherham. We'll also look ahead to the weekend's action as Wednesday are off to the Mad Stad with, with all mad fans watching at home to face Reading. As on the round of unpredictable, six of the best concerning United and Wednesday. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and on your smart speaker. Alexa, play Shoe Football Forum. We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. And it's live. Thanks for joining us for the Sheffield Wednesday midweek review. Great to have your company. So into the action and uh, Wednesday, well, they welcomed a Rotherham United side that, like themselves, were fighting to stay in the championship next season, although Rotherham had looked a bit more sprightly of lately. And uh, this was the first game under Darren Moore as the new Sheffield Wednesday manager. And uh, Rotherham United looking to do the league double over Sheffield Wednesday for the first time ever. Let's see how they get on. The score is already 1-1 with Rotherham down to 10 men. And we pick up the action in added time with Mike McCarthy. There's a break on for Rotherham United here. Here's Ladapo trying to get a space for a shot. Ladapo shooting. Oh! Sheffield Wednesday then uh, going down, as you heard, 2-1 with the last kick of the game almost. Um, And it all sprung really from an Izzy Brown corner that uh, Wednesday looking to win it themselves uh, in the 96th minute. The corner only going as far as the first man. Rotherham then counter-attacked with Freddie Ladapo up the other end. And a strike from him, a, a rather good strike, shall we say, from the best part of 20 yards flew straight past Joe Wildsmith into the back of the net and sealed Rotherham United's 2-1 victory over the Owls in their first league double, as we say, over Wednesday in their history. And in all honesty, Rotherham probably deserved to win it on the night. They went ahead uh, through Michael Smith in the 17th minute with a a lovely uh, ball in from the right-hand side. And uh, Michael Smith with acres of space, shall we say, no one marking him and his header just flew straight in to the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, but it did go 
did get worse for Rotherham when Michael Smith did get sent off in the 66th. Um, I can't remember who it was. Was It, it was Julian Burner, wasn't it, uh, that uh, had a bit of a coming together with Michael Smith. Uh, Burner sort of uh, elbowed his uh, himself out of the way, shall we say, uh, with Michael Smith landing on top of him. Michael Smith didn't respond in the best manner. It looked like it was a headbutt into the chest of Julian Burner. And uh, that can only result in one thing, as Zidane found out in uh, the World Cup final, a straight red. Matt on a Sunday then being the unlucky candidate to score an own goal when they didn't even score themselves from their own player. Uh, Callum Patterson had numerous chances to win it and probably should have won it uh, with sort of 10 minutes to go, a uh, few minutes to go. Matt on a Sunday in the 82nd with an own goal after keeper had spilled it and it went in off his knee. And as we say, with Ladapo's 97th minute winner, it condemns Wednesday to a fifth defeat on the spin in the league. Let's get the thoughts of Darren Moore in his first game as Sheffield Wednesday boss after that 2-1 defeat. That's football for you, really. Um, football's got a, a funny knack of um, kicking your right way. It really hurts, really. And, and uh, we fall into that tonight. But... Um, I don't want the players to be too too disappointed with that. I want them to quickly uh, reset and get their minds back on it because um, tonight I saw a performance. Tonight I saw um, um, players working hard. I saw tonight players um, proud to be uh, playing here tonight and uh, putting a performance tonight. Um, on another day, you've seen the chances tonight. You've seen uh, the control of the game tonight. Um, we get more goals than we deserve tonight. Uh, but what the players, it's important to do that they keep keep the focus and, and, and keep going on top of that performance um, and believe that we, we need to keep working like that in terms of things to turn around. So, Darren Moore there after Sheffield Wednesday's 2-1 defeat hosting Rotherham United. Connor, let's get your thoughts then after Sheffield Wednesday's 2-1 defeat. Darren Moore with his first game in charge and uh, ultimately it's a defeat. Yeah, um, I think it's... Well, it's difficult to see a way back from this, I think. Uh, it was a must-win game, as was the, the one before that, as was the game against Birmingham. And, you know, these real these three really big games that we've had in recent succession to have picked up zero points is a potentially season-defining fatal blow, to be honest. Um, it was gut gutting, really, how we've managed to lose... The Luton game from being in such a commanding position at half time, and then the Rotherham game—it's just such a, a Sheffield Wednesday. I know everybody says that. Oh, it's typical. Insert my team to do that, but it is just typical Wednesday to have a position in a game where it's one-one. You're against ten men. There's only one team looking like winning it, and you still manage to shoot yourself in the foot. In the foot, and I think we're our own worst enemy at the minute, even in when we've been playing well in games, we've managed to do something ridiculous that's given something away and turned the game completely, turned the result completely. You know, that corner from Izzy Brown is, is a ridiculous corner, but following that, it's just ridiculous how we've not got men back to defend a potential counter, how we don't take the Rotherham player out in his own, in uh, his own half. And we leave ourselves so exposed and, a point wouldn't have been a good result, no doubt about it, but I think a, a loss is is potentially, I mean, we're not down yet, but I think it is a potentially fatal blow that we'll probably look back on and, and, and think, well, that was it. That was the goal that not relegated us because we've been in the 
the thing that relegated us is the form over the season, but that's probably the the defining goal in the season, unfortunately. And um, I think it's a strange one for Darren Moore to come into because on the one hand, we're seeing this, we're, we're probably going to see like him trying to add, implement a new style, which we saw the intent to do last night and some bits of it were encouraging. Um, but that's going to take time and we don't have time. But what else What else can you do really? You know, we've tried playing in so many different ways this season. Gary Monk's tried playing different systems. Um, couldn't find the winning formula. Tony Pulis, well, played Tony Pulis football and, and I'm not... He didn't really tinker with much and he, he that definitely wasn't the winning formula. Thompson's tried a few different systems. Darren Moore's coming in and he's trying to play possession-based style and that might not be achievable as quickly as we need it to be, especially with so little time on the training ground. So part of me thinks that, you know, we need to start planning for next season in a way, obviously do what we can to stay up and hope that we have some sort of new manager bounce. But I think it's going to be really difficult now, very difficult to stay up from here. Um, we've got a hope that, you know, like Darren Moore went in at West Brom and saw such a dramatic upturn in results. We've got a hope for something similar to that and then hope for a few favours elsewhere, which is not the position you want to be in. Indeed it isn't because... Uh... Like obviously, we know that Sheffield Wednesday got those six points deducted earlier on in the season. And we've been saying on Football Forum in recent weeks, well, if you add the six points back on, you'd still be outside the relegation zone. Well, the, the stark reality is that now you wouldn't be. You'd still be 22nd, one point off safety. And the, the question is, how big a challenge has Darren Moore got? Because as we know, he's brought in a couple of of assistance. We know that Lee Bullen and, uh, and Neil Thompson are still going to be returning to their sort of big roles, shall we say, that in the club. But it's a massive challenge that Darren Moore's got now. And, and especially with the likes of, with Callum Patterson, as we were saying, numerous chances last night that he probably should have scored. And, and you just wonder, a Wednesday struggling to score? Is that the main issue? Of course. Yeah, it is the main, I mean, We've got the, I think it's the, it's definitely the, the lowest amount of goals in the championship. It's potentially the joint least in the EFL, potentially the, the least now. Um, I think one thing that has changed in these last two games. So the, the reason that we've not scored for most of this season is that we haven't created the chances. It's not really been the finishing that's been the problem. The problem now is that it's flipped on its head. We're creating chances. These last two games, we've created quite a lot of chances but we've not taken them and we've wasted maybe not against Luton because we scored two anyway. Um, but, you know, that the, the problem in that game was the defence and, and the collapse. The problem in the Rotherham game was one moment of madness and uh, really poor finishing. And it just seems to be that every game, there's another thing that comes to bite us. There's another problem. So, you know, once we've sorted the issue of creating chances, Another thing props up that's a massive issue, finishing against Luton. It was, well, struggling to deal with physical physicality in that second half and collapsing and being mentally weak. Um, so I just think when a team finds a way to keep on losing games that they shouldn't be losing 
and managers to encounter loads of different problems when you think that they might have solved something is a team that is destined to go down and uh, it's obviously very concerning. Well, it is because, I mean, obviously you're still five points above Wickham, but the gap now to Birmingham is seven points and uh, you have still got a game in hand over Birmingham and Coventry and the like, but obviously Rotherham have got two games in hand over them. So uh, the task just becomes a little bit harder. And what style do you think that, that Darren Moore tried to play last night? Because there was word in uh, ahead of the game that he was going to play Bannon a little bit further up front uh, than, than you used to seeing him. Um, and towards the end of the game, he did try and, and throw as many strikers on the pitch as possible. Obviously, we saw Jack Marriott for a little bit and Kadeem Harris as well. Do you think there's any signs of encouragement from that performance last night? In a weird way, and, and it's the most... Obviously, it's, it, it's the worst result of our season, this, and it's the, in terms of the importance of it and in terms of what we had to do. And it's probably left us in a point where we're not going to come back from, you know, this is the most sure I've been all season that we're going to get relegated. Um, and I think that's definitely... I think most fans will probably tell you that we're already down. I don't go along with that because there's still a lot of football to play. Um, so, in you know, in one sense, it's, it's obviously... That's the main thing. The main thing is results and points. Absolutely no doubt about it. But then that's also juxtaposed a little bit with a little bit of encouragement, I think, from maybe it's just because it's the way I like to see football played. You know, playing out from the back, um, you have a midfielder dropping in between the two centre-backs to make it a back three in the build-up. Um, you have your, your, your full-backs pushing on, you have your wide players tucking in a bit. That's the style that he tried to implement last night. And I think... <laughs> You do look at it and think, well, we did create chances last night, and Darren Moore can't put the ball in the net, can he? You know, he managers there, managers and systems can get players into good positions to take chances. Once they're in the positions, it's down to them to make the, the right pass or make the right finish, keep the composure. And that part of our game wasn't there. It was like we the, the system that he tried playing was good and it was decent to watch. And it created chances, but the quality just wasn't there to execute it properly. Now that's that's obviously a concern because do you get do you have faith that that's going to get better with a bit of time? Darren Moore's had two days to to sort of go in and make changes to the way that we play. Is that going to get better as they get more used to it potentially? Because they've not been used to playing in that way. We had Gary Monk who kind of didn't have a set way of playing and didn't really give the team an identity. We had Tony Pulis who didn't want the team to have the ball. And now that's gone to the other extreme. Obviously, Thompson was kind of a bridge in between that, wanted us to get on the front foot, but we were a bit more direct with the pitch being as bad as it was at Hillsborough. Now we've got somebody who's wanting us to play from the back, play through midfield, get it into the striker's feet. And now you can see that that's probably quite difficult for a squad of players to adapt to quickly. But that's what they're going to need to do if they're going to stay up. And they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to do their best at doing it because um, that's the only option. And if it doesn't work, then next season, you try and bounce back and try and come back stronger. But in a weird way, the, yeah, there were signs of encouragement. And, um, you know, I've got to balance it out by saying that a lot of this was when Rotherham were down to 10 men and, we are playing a team that are that are down there and you should be creating chances against Rotherham at home. I get that. 
But this season, we haven't been creating chances in games. So to see that wasn't was encouraging. Will it keep us up though? And if you don't take your chances, that you're not going to stay up. You know, if you if you aren't a team that are creating loads of chances, as I'm sure we're not going to turn into this team that are going to create chance after chance in games. And when they do come, you've got to take them. And I mean, Patterson will be, I don't think he'll have slept well last night. He's missed chance after chance. And I, and I just think as a side note as well, his, his touch and his link-up play, I think he's decent. And he's obviously good in the air and he can rustle up defenders and he can get on the end of things at times and score a few um, ugly goals, which we all like. The problem is, is that receiving the ball to feet, back to goal, when you're under a bit of pressure, his passing and his touch just isn't good enough. And I'd like to see someone else start up front against Reading, but I'm sure we'll get, get onto that in uh, the Reading preview. We will indeed. And uh, you've already mentioned it, um, that you're the most sure so far this season that Wednesday will be playing League One football next season. But I, I mean, as you say, there are still, you've still got 15 games left. It's not, it's not an unassailable uh, gap to Birmingham or what have you. And let's be fair, it's the championship. So, you know, for example, you could play Norwich uh, the weekend after next and uh, and absolutely thump them 4-0. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's unlike... You could have picked yeah. a better example than Norwich. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though. Um, but do, do you honestly think that, that it's, the relegation, do you think it's going to be a matter that's, that's probably solved, like you're going to know you're down in sort of the next month, or do you think it'll it'll go towards the nail nail biting end of the season? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know because I'm not one of those. I mean, you ask, like I said earlier, you ask a lot of Wednesday fans now; they'll tell you we're already down. The real, the real, the facts are that we've. I know it's a big if, but if we win our game in hand, it's only four points. That isn't a big gap to make up and I think we've, we've seen teams do it last season Barn, I know Barnsley I'm not going to count Barnsley because if it wasn't for Wigan's deduction they'd have gone down but you think of Luton for example you think of Wigan who did end up going down but without the deduction went from a point where they looked like they were definitely going down to a point where they'd have finished I think it was 11 points clear of the bottom three so these runs can happen I'm not saying it's going to happen I'm not saying it's likely um, but I definitely don't think we're down yet. When the question you asked there, I think by April, if it's if it's seven points by April, I think we'll probably will be. I think we've got to narrow this gap. By April, we'll have more idea. Um, I think, like I say, if we are this far adrift, it'll be it'll be curtains. I think, but hopefully we'll have reduced that gap, and we might be able to take it down to the wire. I think that's the best we can hope for. We'll take it down to the wire and see what happens. Indeed, anything is possible in this championship season. And uh, Wednesday's next port of call is to try and reduce that gap. Uh, and they're heading to the Madstad to take on Reading. That's part of the previews next. Joseph, Josh and Connor. This is Football Forum, only on Shoe Radio. With Football Forum for the Sheffield Wednesday Midweek Review. Much appreciating your company. So on to the previews then. And, uh, well, uh, it is Reading, the next task for Sheffield Wednesday. And I suppose this will give a, a good chat. Uh, this will give a good idea of what Darren Moore 
is like as the Wednesday manager? Because obviously Rotherham last night, it was the biggest game of your season probably so far. And you can't really get, you can't really understand how a manager is going to, going to manage, so we say, um, after one game against probably your closest relegation rivals. You're up against a side in Reading that actually haven't drawn at home all season. They've either won or they've lost. So it is potential for an entertaining game, shall we say, because Reading, even though they've picked up in recent weeks, they have been slipping a little bit. And I suppose Wednesday, they can they can dust themselves down after that, uh, that Rotherham defeat. And I suppose the fact that you've lost a derby, it's sort of a bit more of an added incentive to go on and beat someone. Well, let's hope so. Um, it, it's all the, the sort of cliches that come out around when a new manager gets appointed, clean slate, you know, playing for their futures, playing to impress them. And I'm hoping that there's going to be some truth in that. Well, that'll be... That will remain remain to be seen, but yeah, tough game. Fifth in the league, Reading. They've had a great season. Um, they've got a lot of quality, a lot of attacking quality as well. Um, Lucas Shaw, Michael Elise, uh, Ovi Ajaria. You know, in that midfield as well, they've got Alpha Semedo and Josh Lauren, who, who sit in front of that defence and protect it very well. Whether it's Lauren or whether it's one of those two or Rinham Hope playing. Um, although I'm looking at their team and Rinomota wasn't involved against Blackburn, so I'm assuming he's injured. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game, but it's one of those, that, again, we don't know how Darren Moore, what Darren Moore is going to be like after one game. That'll also apply after two games, three games, four games, five games. He's, he's going to need a lot more time than, than what we've got at the minute, unfortunately, to be able to really make a difference and implement his style, which I think he's going to try and implement judging by what we saw against Rotherham. The intent was there. Um, so it's difficult, really difficult to preview this game. Actually, I think in terms of the team, like I said to you then, Patterson for me would be coming out because he didn't, not only did he miss chances, his touch was really poor and it really frustrated me. I think Jack Marriott's probably worth a go. Now I know he's not the best with his back to goal, but I think, you know, I think we've got to give him a go, really, to be to be honest with you. I think we've given other strikers a go and it's not really worked. I think you pick either Marriott or Rhodes and start them up front. Um, in terms of other positions in the team, I think that midfield three possibly changes, possibly play Hutchinson at centre-back um, because he's, of his ball-playing ability. And if Darren Moore wants to play from the back, then Hutchinson at centre-back is a decent option um, and then you can bring Pelopessi in now you're very surprised that I'm advocating for that but I just don't think we've got many other options with Luongo not playing so maybe Pelopessi next to Liam Shaw who was outstanding last night I thought really good his touch was excellent he was spraying passes out I thought it was brilliant in that sort of double pivot role next to Hutchinson um, and I think you probably put, yeah, you probably do put Bannon further up. I think I'd have started Bannon a bit deeper and probably started Windass or Brown just in behind. I think maybe with it being Reading, you probably want a little bit more defensive security than than, than doing that. So, I, I, yeah, I, for me, the, the, the problem is at left back as well with Matt Penny. I just don't think he's, I think he looks out of his depth. I, 
And I'll apologise to Gary Monk and Tony Pulis for calling for him to come into the team because he looks absolutely hopeless at this level, unfortunately. Um, and But the problem is, is that we don't really have a left-back apart from him. So for me, I would put Palmer at left-back. He's done okay there in the past. And I'd bring Origidi in at right-back. And Penny would be on the bench. Um, yeah, apart from that, I think, yeah, that'd be my team. Well, I was reading on Twitter, there was someone uh, who watched Matt Penny at Leipzig and uh, they said uh, there's a Sam, reason... St. Pauli. St. Pauli, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not, he's not being that good. I was thinking <laughs> of someone else and um, apparently they said uh, there's a reason he's called Matt Penny and not Matt Pound because... Yeah, uh, I think James Marriott tweeted that. That's um, the one. Um, but how have you... Because obviously now you've seen Darren Moore managing Wednesday... Are you a little bit more optimistic after having seen him manage Wednesday for a game and than when he was introduced to the media on Monday? No, I'm probably about the same. I probably I expected the style of football to be better. And the style of football, you know, I say better, that's purely subjective. From my point of view, that's the way I like to see football played. And that is a tick for me. Um, but I expected that and we got that. Um, I'm definitely not more optimistic, but I probably wouldn't say I'm less optimistic. I don't think I was that optimistic that we'd stay up anyway. Um, and I'm definitely not now. I think I'm optimistic that he will, you know, it's early days, but with his CV and with the style that I, that he's going to implement, I have faith that he'd be a decent man to try and lead the rebuild if we go down. So from that point of view, I do have, quite a lot of faith in him in terms of keeping us up it's not that I don't have faith in him it's just that I don't really have faith in the players or the situation that it would take such miracles I think from Darren Moore now that I just don't see that happening unfortunately well as the as the famous lyric goes you've got to have faith um so Reading up against Sheffield Wednesday then Reading sitting fifth in the championship table and Sheffield Wednesday in 23rd it is on i follow at three o'clock on saturday afternoon if you so wish to watch it uh connor your score prediction yeah i'm kind of going against what i've just said and i'm going for a 2-1 win to wednesday <laughs> um I d- there's not really much logic behind this prediction it's just a gut feeling it's just mm. a game that it, that's just so typical in the championship you just don't expect a wednesday win and then sometimes these shot results come out to be honest with you, I think if you look at my predictions this week and you put an acker on just based on the results, the odds would be pretty high because I've gone for quite a few surprises. Mm. And I've, yeah, I've got a good feeling about it and I don't know why. Um, I think we've got to win at some point, haven't we? And um, maybe this will be the time. Well, let's see, because uh, Connor is going for a 2-1 Wednesday win. Uh, I am going the exact opposite. I think it's going to be a 2-1 Reading victory. Uh, as we say, Wednesday do have a goal in them, whether it's it comes from an own goal or whether it comes from their own players. But there is a goal in Wednesday. But I think, in all honesty, knowing Wednesday, it probably will be Lucas Joao to score the winner against you, because usually that's what happens in football. Uh, but 2-1 Reading for me. Chappers, Reading up against Wednesday. Um, yeah, not really sure how this one's going to go, um, in all honesty. But uh, I, I expected a bit of a new manager bounce from Darren Moore. Um, 
when Wednesday played last night against Rotherham. I didn't get it. Reading have been playing well. Um, I've had a good season. I'm going to say 2 0 Reading. So 2 0 for Chappers to Reading. And uh, with the United on Wednesday back to normality next week with only weekend games, shall we say, uh, Football Forum gets itself back to a bit of normality as well. That mountain that they need to climb is getting steeper every week. I honestly, I think we're in big trouble. It's rotten to the core, to be honest. It's not a good time to be a Sheffield United fan. 2 1 defeat away at the Viggen. Connor, uh, Viggen. Viggen, Viggen. <laughs> I don't know. Where's Viggen. that come I'm from? Tight. The biggest guest. Oh, morning, mate. All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Joseph Hadfield. Oh, goodness me. So <laughs> <laughs> Josh Chapman. Oh, wow. It was awful. Connor Thorpe. It was a, an absolutely massive win. Cardinal Reddish. <laughs> <laughs> already. I can't believe I've just said. We are still Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Football Forum. Thursdays from 5.15. Only on Shoe Radio. Yes, Football Forum back next week. uh, Back hopefully to our usual Thursday slot. Right, on to another round of Unpredictable. And, uh, well, it's not finished yet. But let's not get our hopes up. Because uh, there is one more game tonight. Liverpool-Chelsea. But as it stands, you two are set to score none. Brilliant. In all, honest, in all honesty, I'm only set to score two. So I, need a, I need a 2 0 Chelsea win, don't I? You do. Well, Excellent. I mean, I, I said last night, rather optimistically, and I know you're going to cover this in a bit, but I said that Wednesday we're going to win 2 0 last night. So that ended well. It did. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Realistically, Connor, you can't win because uh, I've also said a 2-0 and Chaps has said a 1-1. But it means the scores on the door so far, and it's not, let's be fair, they're not really going to change much more. But Chappers is still on 147. Uh, I'm on 180 now. Um, so there's only a seven-point gap to Connor, who's still on 187. As we go into round number 26 for the weekend's action, three involving Wednesday and three involving United. Uh, up next is Barnsley, and uh, after their victory uh, the other night, 3-1 up against QPR. That's now six wins on the spin for the Reds, uh, and they're sitting seventh, in fact, in the championship table, only knocked out of the playoffs by Bournemouth's late winner. Uh, Birmingham is their next port of call uh, at Oakwell on Saturday. 21st Birmingham, who, uh, who Wednesday need to hunt down. Three o'clock this one on I follow. Um, Chappers. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for another one. Another Barnsley victory, actually. Uh, they've been playing ever so well uh, recently. Six games they've won in a row now, which is which is excellent. And, and Valerian Ismail has really got them playing. Uh, we're going to go for the same scoreline that they had against QPR, actually. Uh, 3-1 Barnsley in this one. 3-1 Barnsley for Chappers. Now, myself, I'm going to go same margin of victory, but I'm going to say 2-0 Barnsley. Uh, they like a good 2-0, do the Reds. Uh, Connor? Um, I've gone for 2-0 to Barnsley. I think it's one part of me thinks, surely Barnsley can't win seven games in a row. But, I, you know, I can't really see anything else than that happening. I think they're a very difficult team to play against. They're very physical and aggressive and they pressure so high. I was listening to um, not the Top 20 podcast interview with Jed Wallace and he was saying that, you know, they're just absolutely relentless to play against. I found that an interesting insight. So maybe listen to that after listening to this because we're now at the end of the show. So feel free. Um, yeah, I, I think Barnsley to win this one too now. 
No plugs to rivals, thank you very much. Well, they're not rivals, are they? We're, well, not, we're not getting anywhere near them. We're not, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, so 2-0 as well for Barnsley. Well, it's the first, It's only the second time they managed six on the spin since September 1921. So uh, never done seven before in their history, if I'm right in saying. And we'll finish up with Coventry City up against Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Uh, Coventry, who've just announced that uh, pretty much... It looks like they're about to sign a 10-year deal to move back to the Rico Arena. Um, they're in 20th position. It is on I follow 3 o'clock kickoff as well. And uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby County just above them in 18th on the back of that 4-0 thumping. Uh, I think it was against Reading, was it not? I could be mistaken. Uh, no, uh, Cardiff. Cardiff, that's it. Mick McCarthy, of course it would be. Uh, so I'm going to go 1-1 between Coventry and Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Connor? Uh, I'm going for a 1-0 Coventry win. I know they've been on a pretty poor run of form and Derby have picked up under Rooney. Um, I don't think they're an easy team to play against, though, Coventry. I think they, they do pressure. Maybe that's just because i am got you know trauma from the 2-0 defeat we suffered there a few weeks ago. Uh, but I do think they press high. They're not easy to play against. They've got the likes of Gustavo Amer and Callum O'Hare who could easily play for a top six team. I think both of them. Um, and I think they'll just come out on top in this one. So a 1-0 Coventry for Connor. And uh, that's just about it from Football Oi, Forum. What about me? Have I done it again? Yep. I have done it again. Sorry, Chappers. Uh, Chappers to finish us off. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1 here. Um, not much to separate the two teams for me. Um I think Derby will probably go behind, but I think they'll pull one back and I think it'll finish 1-1. 1-1 Chappers as well. Uh, I need to start putting Chappers first uh, out of us so I don't keep forgetting him. Anyway, that now is it from Football Forum for this week. Well, that's your lot from Football Forum this evening. So uh, we are back, as we say, hopefully next Thursday to bring you all the action from the Champions League because that's back after a, a little bit of a hiatus. And we'll also have the weekend's action involving United and Wednesday. So from me, Chappers and Connor, and all the team here on Football Forum, we will see you next week. Take care. Good night. Shoe Radio. Bringing you the latest football news from Sheffield and beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum.